Hey, welcome to Nikki Ichabod's Weird Wrestling Live from Grand Forks Best Source. Tonight we have a special guest that we're really proud to be seeing here. The owner of Time Bomb Pro Wrestling, Eric. Hey, hey Tony. Hey, Dale. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. good. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. First ever guest interview for, for the show. How are you feeling, Nikki? <laughs> I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling fine. Yes, yes. Now, uh, before we go ahead and get ju- jumping into things, we got to make sure to give a shout-out to our uh, good friends at Rumors Sports Bar and Casino, where... Oh, just one sec. Yeah, I got them queued up right... Why I did There they are. There they are. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. All right, so yeah, Rumors Sports Bar and Casino. They're the place to go to. They're in the Grand Cities Mall, right across from... For, across the hall from us uh, they're open every day from 11 a.m to 2 a.m and if you want to get all the awesome lunch dinner specials they got new specials going on every day and they are home of the legendary beer towers and all if you want to go there for gaming they got all kinds of traditional and electronic pull tabs bingo pigwheel they have it all going on there rumor sports bar casino open every day from 11 a.m to 2 a.m in the grand cities mall sounds like a good time so, this being my first interview, I'm a little nervous. So, oh, you got this, Icky. <laughs> what do you do? You, do you want me to start start it off here for a little bit here? Get a sure. Get uh, a cool well, thing. actually, I'll say a few things first. <laughs> yeah, Time Bomb Wrestling, I believe, started out four years ago. Yep, yep, a little over a, four. A guy who was obsessed with wrestling, like especially hardcore wrestling. Yep, yep, and. He was actually a musician for a while. That's how I know this guy. <laughs> Funny story, Icky was actually the first person I ever encountered in local music. So him and uh, his friend Kelly are kind of the reason I got involved in local music. So a little, little bit of a, a nice crossover here. So The local music scene, uh, what, what were like some of the old venues you guys would run, run across? Mostly Ohada Records. So, and that's kind of where this all started. You know, the first time Bomb was at Ohada Records, um, the first few then it kind of morphed into something that was going to Fargo and now kind of Minneapolis, Winnipeg, all over the place, stuff like that. So it really did all kind of start at Ohada, and that was just because of my connections to the local music scene and Ohada Records specifically. Yeah, that no, yeah, I really haven't heard of too many indie wrestling leagues in, in North Dakota before. I remember there was one. I don't even know if it's still around. Uh, there was one in Minot several oh, uh, years. Fully Loaded Wrestling. Is, are they still around? No. Or? So they, they went under in 20, like right before Time Bomb started. So okay. we kind of just carried on after that. So not in a traditional way, but now. Just kind of carrying the torch for North Dakota. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a few, but I mean, I, I'm i not even saying this as a bias. Time Bomb is absolutely the number one in North oh, Dakota right now. So. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was very cool. You mentioned starting up at Ohada Records and all that, and, and just from what what uh, Icky has uh, filled me in on before, it kind of was like real, real grassroots, right? Yeah, I mean, like it was. Um, so when I would book shows, it would be just with like bare minimum, like bare bones completely. So when I transferred over to wrestling, it kind of had to be like that. In all honesty, just because I didn't have any money, so the shows had to be labeled around what crowd I was going to draw, which was hard because I didn't know if this was going to be a flop or a success. So I did... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, So I did keep the shows pretty small. There was only two matches, local guys, stuff like that. And then as I saw the crowds kind of get bigger and bigger, then I feel a little more comfortable taking risks like that. So there's no financial backers on this or anything. I mean, this is about as DIY as it gets. And even at the size we are right now, I'm still incredibly proud that this is 100% me and the team that I have behind me and not 
just a bunch of people that are giving me money to put on shows. So I do have a lot of sponsors and I'm very appreciative of them, but it's also just small stuff like that. I don't have anybody just flat out paying for the shows to happen or anything like that. So I wrote up a few questions for you, actually. Yeah, for sure. If you wouldn't mind answering them. Some of them we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, what wrestlers and promotions inspired you? Um, so... The biggest one is uh, FMW, which I'm sure you guys have talked about on here from Japan. Um, the name Time Bomb Pro Wrestling is a FMW reference with the Time Bomb Exploding Ring matches. Um, this whole thing started out because I was kind of doing FMW bootleg t-shirts, and that was called Time Bomb USA like on Instagram and stuff. That was the brand I used to sell those. And eventually when I wanted to do a pro wrestling show, it just turned into Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. But... Uh, the whole deathmatch thing, all of that, that all comes from stuff like FMW, CZW, IWA Mid-South, all those classic deathmatch promotions. So, wait, wait, What wrestlers would you say have inspired you, though? Um, definitely Onita. I would say Onita and then a lot of those IWA Mid-South guys. Because, I mean, IWA Mid-South, if you look at it, that was also bare bones. You know, Ian Rotten was booking shows with what he had. And that's the same thing I'm doing. So you look at those shows and you see how big they got. And you have something like the King of the Deathmatch that becomes like a national staple in the Deathmatch community. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's really inspiring to me to see people like that just doing DIY stuff that blows up into something that you would have never even imagined. So definitely IWA Mid-South because, you know, in the mid-2000s, they were running it in independent wrestling for sure. So you, you'd say you'd look up to Ian Rotten, too. Yeah, yeah, in a sense. you know. So there's some things I don't look up to, but definitely some that are uh, very inspirational to see what he did with how little money he had. So how, how did uh, Have you met anyone that you've always wanted to meet since you started your promotion? Um, you know, a big one for me was the Sandman. We had the Sandman oh, back nice. in April. And, uh, beer swinging, cane swinging. Cane swinging, yep. I mean, he was my favorite wrestler as a kid, believe it or not. So it was really cool to bring him in and i mean he was a great guy so that's the cool thing about doing time bomb is like i can uh i can run it like a business and i can be financially smart about it but i can also be a little selfish and bring in some of my favorite people sometime and it's nice when it feels like the whole crowd is into it and it's not just like oh i brought in my favorite wrestler and nobody else is excited about it but me so it's really cool when stuff like that happens because i mean people were going crazy for the sandman so who are who, who are your go-to guys though if i may ask you know if you're gonna do a show um like the local guys and stuff you mean yeah yeah so um i would say my number one go-to guy is eric cannon who you mentioned earlier off air uh, that you saw him in wrestling society x and stuff like that he's been going since I think he's on 21 years now, so he's like the veteran of the locker room for sure in Time Bomb. Um, and then we have our local people like Badger Briggs, Damon Spriggle, Ricky Norin, um, Deicide, guys like that. So we have a really solid local crew, and then there's a few that get flown in for every show. Our current champion, Brian Keith, he comes in from Texas. Uh, Kevin Koo comes in from Nashville, Tennessee. So we we just have like a core group that comes in, and then you'll have a random legend sprinkled in there like Sabu or the Sandman or Minoru Suzuki, Gangrel, you name it, the people we've had. So Well, here's another another weird question, actually. Um, if you could do any type of match, what would you do? I know you're talking about doing an exploding ring match. <laughs> that is yes. the goal someday. I, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but um, so Fargo has that stadium for the Red Hawks, Newman Outdoor Field. 
my ultimate dream is to do an exploding ring match at Newman Outdoor Field because you know those FMW shows used to be at Kawasaki Stadium, the yeah. baseball stadium. So I, I would love to do something like that someday. It's just uh, there's a lot of hoops to cross there, especially with all the explosions and stuff like that. So, But we'll see. Maybe we'll get big enough to afford to do one someday. I can see it being a possibility because they have all that open space to work with yeah, there, enough, yep. enough room to clear around and yep. all that. And <laughs> someone I've worked with uh, named Matt Tremont, he's a deathmatch guy. Oh, uh, I watched Matt Tremont. Uh, didn't he wrestle Anita? In- yep, that's what I was going to bring up. He uh, he just last year did an explosion match in a baseball stadium, and I mean, they had quite a bit of room to do what they wanted to do. And he wrestled Onita, and it looked great. So I would love to bring that to North Dakota sometime, just because that's such a spectacle. I think you'd get a lot of non wrestling fans just to see what an exploding ring match is. So for sure, yeah, that's kind of cool, kind of cool too, because it's that's that hardcore style or that that level of hardcore style is starting to get more and more into the mainstream now with, yeah, with yeah. AE, what, what do you think with like a aew a couple years ago doing the i mean, I mean there's a the, the wonky finish aside but you know yeah, kenny omega yep. bringing that explosion death match in there and game changer really taking off these yeah, last year yep. or two i i do think game changer is to blame for the entire thing because i mean like I remember watching those shows when Game Changer started. And I mean, CZW was doing it for a long time. But when Game Changer started, there was a totally different vibe to it. And it really just felt like something special. And I do think they take all the credit for bringing the Deathmatch style back. And, you know, it's really cool because, like, the Game Changer had two promoters. And one of them left Game Changer and started a promotion called ICW No Holds Barred. So to see that some of the top independent companies right now are deathmatch and even though time bomb doesn't do deathmatch as much as we used to it's really cool to see that rising to the top of independent wrestling and even mainstream wrestling because i think it's something really cool and it's something different and i think uh like typical work rate wrestling is really fun. I love doing it at Time Bomb, but you have to have stuff like that sprinkled in there, or else it just becomes bland when you just have it, it, seven wrestling matches on a show. You it know, it becomes redundant. Yeah, because there's only so much you can do. You know, so then you got to sprinkle in stuff like a death match, and that's something I try really hard to do with Time Bomb. Is where you go to a Time Bomb show, you're going to have two wrestling matches, then a death match then a tag team match, and you try to differentiate stuff a little bit. That way you're not just having the same thing over and over you know, and over again. I respect the stuff that's on TV, but a lot of the greatest stuff nowadays is independent. Absolutely, yeah. yep. And, you know, AEW is good. There's a lot of good stuff on there, but there's nothing like watching the independents. Yeah. And that's something really they're cool not, they're right now. They're not as full of themselves, I don't think. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah totally. I, I love that the independent promotions have a good vibe. And when, and when Inky and I went to, went to the, your guys' show at the Ramada oh, in yep, July, yep, that yep. had a great, just like you said, a great mix of you know, traditional wrestling, and then the main event had you know all all the all the weapons involved. Yep, and yep, yep. I, I got a Super Thunder Frog, right? Yeah. yeah that yep. guy is a trip. I loved him. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I mean, he's been a time bomb OG pretty much. He was on the second show, and he's kind of just been around since. So. I remember there was a show at uh, Ojata Records, and he, he like gets his butt kicked during the match, and he's signing autographs, and he goes, I think I need to go to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's a crazy guy. I mean, he, he does not need to be doing death matches and stuff, but he, he's all about it. So it's, it's wild that he uh, – because, you know, if you go to, like, a family-friendly friendly wrestling show, he's, like, the, the kid's number one favorite wrestler. And then you see him at Time Bomb, and he's going through glass and barbed wire and all this stuff. So he's, he's a pretty versatile guy for sure, so – yeah, I, I think it's great how you got that. What's it like going from like having like a kind of like a, a full on tr- kind of traditional indie promotion style set up with the whole wrestling ring yeah, and, yeah. and entrance setups and then doing kind of more uh, smaller scale to Ojada Records? It's nice because um, those shows are fantastic and I love doing them, but they do 
take a toll on like my stress levels, anxiety levels, stuff like that. You know, I do have a very, very solid crew around me, but I try to keep everything going through me specifically. And as much as I like doing that, it is it does get to be a lot. So it's nice to do those shows like every other month and then squeeze a no ring show in between because those no ring shows are so easy to do. And they're just so fun because like you have the people just fighting right in front of you. So the crowd's always going to be crazy because they're literally like three feet away from the action. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to kind of break it up with those shows and not have to worry about a full-on production every month. Would you so. Would you ever consider having a fans bring the weapons match to something like that? <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I mean, uh, so um, I want to do a ring show at Ohada because, you know, we did that show last year. I don't know if you were there with Madman Pondo where they fought in the parking lot at Ohada. I was not there. I wish I was. I love Madman Pondo. Yeah, so we did a show in the parking lot there, and I'd like to do a show with a ring in the parking lot of Ohada in the summer. Are you sure the cops aren't going to pull you They away? didn't care when we did the no ring show, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, I'd like to do something like that and then do like a fans bring the weapons kind of match, so see what, what kind of stuff people bring. So, so many good flashbacks of those ECW shows, seeing brawl through the crowd and, hey, yeah. grab my kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah, <and>. exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, man. So I want I wanted to ask last last fall the first ever time bomb cage match yeah it was your four-year anniversary yeah yeah the four-year anniversary show violence is forever um what was that like putting together that cage and and getting that all (laughs) assembled and and it was it was wild it was a headache for sure but um it was so worth it once it was set up so um my dad helped me out a lot with it my dad kind of welded the frame together and i was just there picking up materials helping him get it all together and then he welded it and then I stayed up until, I think it was two nights before the show, I stayed up until like three in the morning putting that fence on. And it was stressful, but it was worth it. And then, I mean, setting it up was just as stressful. The match almost didn't happen because the cage was a little too big, but we made it work. I mean, that's credit to my crew because I was just sitting there freaking out. And they kind of chilled out, got a plan together, and we had the cage match work. So just seeing it happen was incredible. I mean, we had to custom build that to fit into the venue because the venue has such a small load-in door, and it's on the second floor of the building. So it was it was hard to get it in there, but it was definitely worth it once Bring we... Bring it in piece by piece. Exactly, you know? yeah. Would so, you, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Would you ever put barbed wire on top of that? <laughs> I, it crossed my mind. I, I want to do, like, a death match in the cage, so we'll see. Maybe, like, a cage of death kind of thing. So we'll see what happens there, so... It, the cage will definitely be used a lot more. So, oh, I'm look, I'm looking forward to it. I wish, I wish I could have made it down to that one. <laughs> I, I remember hearing about, I'm like, oh, cage match, and I was like, I'm like, oh, I got to work that night. It's the first ever cage match yeah. too. Well, I can guarantee it'll be used more. So it's sitting in my storage unit right now. No. So, I, now I got a question. I'm kind of curious. You know, like, was it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, gosh, can't believe it's already been about three years. You know the. Pan, when the pandemic first started, a, a huge majority of indie wrestling got put on hold or pause. Yeah, what, what was yeah. it like going through that? Um, it really sucked for me because we were riding a lot of momentum. Um, to put it in context, we had a show at Ohada. That was our last show before COVID. That one was really good. And then we had a show in Canada that we announced, and it sold out like almost immediately. And that show was a few days pretty much after the whole world shut down. So we missed that one. It happened last uh, summer. So it was about three years delayed. But just to have that much momentum and kind of just have it swept out from under you really sucked. But we eventually made it work. Um, We did one show with a crowd during COVID and it was like 
50 people in a pretty big room spaced out everything like that it was it was great but it was definitely not what time bomb is so and then we did two live streams on youtube uh from this place that we called the time bomb dojo which was it was literally just like the dingiest basement you could ever see like people were calling it like the murder basement because it (laughs) it looked like something from saw pretty much but like we just had these guys like wrestling in there and stuff and fans could donate if they wanted to and then we had like sponsors paying for the show but um, we tried to be creative with it and doing stuff like that, like the YouTube live streams and all that. So, but we made it work. But <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we we made it work, but it definitely wasn't ideal. I'm just glad that now we have a home at Sanctuary Events Center, Ohada Records, places like that, and that we're kind of just free to do whatever we want with places like that. So, yeah, what, what's it like being based out of Fargo? And I, I haven't seen any of the, uh, your guys' shows at the Sanctuary yet, but I've been there for concerts and stuff. That yeah. that is a fantastic like converted church venue. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, one of our go-to guys, Eric Cannon, he runs a company out of Minneapolis called First Wrestling. Um, and they basically opened the door for wrestling at Sanctuary. They were kind of the ones that persuaded them to be into wrestling in the venue and everything. So they ran a show on Black Friday in 2019 there. And ever since then, it was kind of like a goal of mine to get into there. And eventually I got connected with the right people. And I mean, now the staff there is like, most of them are really good friends of mine. So it's really nice to have such an incredible venue but also have the people running it be friends of mine so it's not just like going in there dealing with venue people you don't know it's like friends of mine it's really chill like there's no stress at all when we're loading in and stuff like that so i'm extremely happy running there that's like our home for sure and i just uh i can't say nice enough things about sanctuary so so here's a kind of a weird question yeah what's up um if you could be any other wrestler who would you be hmm That's a tough question. I'd be Mr. Pogo, even though he's dead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Mike Awesome, because I always wish I had a mullet oh, like that. <laughs> are, yeah. are you going to be the fat chick thriller? Oh, no, God, no. Not, not we'll go era. with the gladiator. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> For those who don't know this, Mike Awesome was given a, a really bad gimmick in WCW. And he's given multiple bad gimmicks. Yeah. This is that 70s guy, too. Canadian <laughs> ca- uh, Canadian loyalist Mike Awesome. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the list goes on yeah. and on. Who would you? Who would you be, Dale? Oh gosh! Oh, you, you know, I wouldn't mind rocking uh, maybe the maybe for just to have like a, a little fun era gimmick. Uh, maybe many uh, Scott Levy era Johnny Polo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's have my Quebecer manager era, era, then then just evolve from there into the Raven. We all know and love. <laughs> oh man! Uh, now I know you got uh, a couple of shows coming up here. Yeah. Um, so. In just a little over a week, we have um, Holiday Hell with Sabu. So that was originally supposed to be December 22nd, um, got rescheduled to January 12th. So we are going to have Sabu there. And then another really cool thing we're doing is, so we have our brand new Time Bomb Pro Champion, Brian Keith. Um, He debuted in Time Bomb a little over a year ago, October of 2021. And he had this banger match with Kevin Koo. Like, the crowd gave him a standing ovation afterwards and everything. And I knew that we had to do something with that. So back in April, we did the second match. And now they're one and one. So we're going to have the rubber match and a best two out of three falls match with Kevin Koo and Brian Keith for the Time Bomb title. So that's going to 
blow the roof off the place yeah. for sure. That's so. a huge car. Getting Sabu, though, just yeah. a freaking hardcore icon right there. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It, it's really cool to be able to bring in some of those like hardcore legends and stuff like that. Because, I mean, Time Bomb really does have an ECW vibe to it, so I think it's appropriate to bring in those ECW guys. So, I mean, I have a grocery list of those guys that I want to bring in. It's just getting a hold of them, and if they're free, stuff like that. So I'm glad it finally worked out with Sabu, because I've been trying to get him here for quite a while so and for people watching the video version of the show we kind of got the information up on screen there there you can see uh thursday january 12th at sanctuary event center yep yep yep, yep. and tickets on timebombpro.com yeah so timebombpro.com uh as of right now we only have like about 30 general admission tickets left so there's a very high chance the show is going to sell out so i wouldn't count on buying tickets at the door i would make sure you buy them online for sure so I was I was thinking of trying to make it down. I, there's a chance I may work that night, but if if it frees up, I may I, I definitely want to catch it because that's such a blast. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be a wild show. We have a lot of stuff lined up. Um, with the show originally supposed to be a Christmas show, we do have a miracle on 34th Street fight between uh, Jordan and the Reverend Ricky Norin. So that should be a really good time. To I mean, there's just a lot of stuff on there. That's it's going to be a really solid card for sure. Not well, oh, go ahead. I, I guess so we, we you can say what you want to say. And then oh, I was going to just transition. You know, if, you know, if I was able to make it down to that one. I know you got another show coming up. Uh, to, 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 Ojada. Yeah, at Ojada, yeah, yeah. right? So um, it's Saturday, January 28th at Ojada. It's, uh, we're naming the show Knife versus Barstool, which is a very niche reference to a Fargo band. But, um, yeah, so that show is going to be phenomenal. We have Badger Briggs versus Shane Black. Um, that's kind of a feud going on at the Sanctuary show, spilling over to the Ohada show. And then we have the Reverend Ricky Norin, who's like kind of our uh, crazy pastor deathmatch guy. Uh, he's taking on Tank, who is a deathmatch legend from the mid-2000s. So it's really cool to bring Tank in. I think those two are going to do some wild stuff. It's going to be an all-out deathmatch. You know, you're going to see your glass, your barbed wire, all that stuff. So, And then uh, something I'm really excited about is we're going to have music from this band, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but Boy Omega, they're a new band from Minneapolis, and they kind of fit the Time Bomb vibe. They do all these crazy theatrics and stuff like that. Kind of, They all dress like the cramps and do like these weird stage theatrics and stuff, so I really think it's going to fit the vibe of the show. Um, and you can also get tickets for that one at timebombpro.com. So. so what is the future of Time Bomb, do you foresee? Um, I really want to just keep building my crowd at the Sanctuary shows. That's always going to be the goal. Um, I would love to do it monthly. I would love to do it where I can pay my bills with that. But, you know, um, trying to keep it realistic, we're just going slow, taking it one show at a time. As long as the crowds are getting bigger and bigger, which they are, I think I'm doing a great job. So um, just trying to grow it as much as I can and especially trying to grow it in Fargo for sure. Now, um, I, I want to make sure to mention, too, for that uh, Ojada Records show, uh, I, I think – you mentioned the date, but just to reemphasize it, Saturday, January 28th at 7 yes. p.m., right? Yep, yep, yep. And it is all ages, but um, it's definitely going to be a deathmatch show. So if you're taking kids, maybe think twice about it. So. <laughs> there you go. And for p- other people, may if people may not be familiar with Ojada Records, it's also commonly known as, not commonly, uh, I know a lot, Dogma Hall, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yep. uh, combination hot dog shop and record store. Oh, it's yeah. a very unique deathmatch wrestling venue for sure. So Can't, you, you, got, you got the great combo right there, wrestling and food exactly. all at once. Yep, yep. So I think it's a great place to do those shows at. Um, we just don't get to do it too much just because Sanctuary's kind of taken over, but I think it's really nice to do one or two shows there a year and just kind of go back to where it started and everything like that. 
I'll for sure be there for that one. Awesome. I I know I had one uh, other question for you. I know it was kind of answered on your Facebook page like a week or so ago, kind of leading up to the interview here. But uh, I was going to ask if you had plans for making uh, like archives of matches available for streaming online, but you guys had an announcement on your Facebook page recently. Yeah, so previously our archive was on independentwrestling.tv, which is a streaming service. Um, It was behind a paywall. Recently we've gone away from IWTV, and we are moving completely to YouTube. So... Um, full matches are going to be uploaded there. Um, and then over the course of time, I'm going to be uploading full shows. It's just kind of be sprinkled all over the place. Um, and then the current shows are going to be on a slight delay. They'll premiere on YouTube, which is going to be a lot more user-friendly, not behind a paywall, stuff like that. And I think um, I'm hoping by midsummer that we're going to be streaming shows live on YouTube as they're happening. So oh, we'll gosh. see there. But uh, Time Bomb Pro Wrestling on YouTube is the place to be if you want to check out Time Bomb Pro. Well, so. Thank you so much, Eric. Of course. Thank you, guys. I'm really happy to be here. So. Well, yeah. we're running out of time here. So Yeah, I was going to mention, I think you got all the plugs in there, but just uh, I kind of wrote them down here just to reemphasize your, uh, you might want to remind me here if I got them right, timebombpro.com. Yep, right? yep. That's and then, where you get your tickets and merch. And then Facebook and Twitter. Uh, face, Facebook is just Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. Twitter is uh, Time Bomb Pro, uh, just at Time Bomb Pro. Uh, YouTube is Time Bomb Pro Wrestling, and Instagram is just Time Bomb Pro as well. Gotcha. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, well, thank you so much for yeah. coming on, Eric. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. You, thank you. I'd love to be back on maybe talking about some of the stuff you guys talk about, XPW, CZW, stuff oh, like that. So yeah. if you ever need a third, definitely let me know. So Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. of course. I'm all for it. Yeah. So we got a... We, we got one more acme just to give another quick plug here first uh, for other GFBS shows going on this week. Uh, John Roberts it, earlier this week interviewed John Bernstrom, the Grand Forks Public Information Officer. Really great interview. You want to make sure to check out to keep up with all the latest announcements going on in Grand Forks. And you want to make sure to check out the episode that aired earlier today of Midwest Super Pixel Pros for all you cat fans. We played the feline platformer Stray and won a lot of big video game awards last last year. So make sure to catch that and always catch up with the latest local news, weather, and sports updates with your GFBS morning updates every weekday at 9 a.m. If anyone wants to help support GFBS, leave us a five-star review on Google or hit that donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website. Before we wrap up previewing next week's show, we got our word from our friends at Executive Properties. Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. All right. And uh, please, you know, if, if you want to tune in to any of our other shows, please do. Um, we have a lot of great shows. Uh, uh, Pixel Pros, um, Big Streams, all sorts of stuff that's interesting. Uh, and remember, Grand Forks, stay oh, weird. One, one sec. Uh, what, what are we covering next week, Icky? Uh, we're covering the documentary Centuries of Torment on Cannibal Corpse. All right. Stay weird, Grand Forks. <laughs>